You are now listening to Slingshots and Swords. When you're talking about fighting as it is, Girls. with no rules. real fighting, well then, baby, you better train every part of your body and get all your energy in there and make this into a weapon. The Lord of Hosts shall defend them, and they shall devour and subdue with sling stones. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. What's up and welcome to the Slingshots and Swords podcast. This is the only podcast focused on discussing the battles we as Christian men face daily while learning how to effectively use the tools of warfare the Lord has provided for us. Do you know Zach Wood is set out to make $1.5 million this year to snap a football for about eight plays a game? Who's Zach Wood, right? Well, the average salary in the U.S. for a dude is almost $60,000 working 40 hours a week. Then scripture goes on to talk about a man who doesn't provide for his own is worse than an unbeliever or a man who doesn't work doesn't eat. So it's understandable the pressure we face as men to provide financially. So while a new NFL season is underway, we want to untangle or at least understand how NFL players get placed on a pedestal and given a certain authority or even considered an expert in world issues solely based on how much their contract is or isn't. I'm James, and I'm co-hosting with Mamelo, my main man, Pastor B-Side. Together, we're going to try and provide a unique perspective on ministry, community, and culture from a pastoral standpoint. We're all fighting a battle of the mind that's deeply rooted in our spirituality, so it's essential to keep an eye out for the sneaky tactics that our opponent uses, like stereotypes and societal norms, and to be ready to overcome them while staying true to our beliefs. It's go time. Let's get it. Round one, fight. So I got my mellow, my main man, B. What's up, fam? How What's you up, doing? Dude? I'm chilling, man. Yeah, you doing good, man? Doing real good. It's, Holding uh, up? It's that, yeah, it's that time of year, dude. So how, how can you not be doing, you know, usually people say that it's like the holiday season, but this is like our holiday season, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it's officially football season. It the, is, the like games grass, that count, you know The what I'm grass saying? is getting cut. Well, actually, I think it's all like turf fields now, so I don't right. know if there's any fields with grass anymore. Well, and that's uh, the thing, like, I just moved to Kentucky. The grass is always getting cut, you know? <laughs> gotcha. Okay, okay, so that's <laughs> still up there. You that's just I mean? part of it. That's not, that's not an exciting term to use out here. <laughs> right. And, and I was thinking about that, man, like, just kind of what I miss most uh, about football. Right. And it's really everything around football. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like being able to go to like the team mills, right. you know, suiting up with your teammates, right. coming out the, the, the huddles and coming out right. the, the tunnels, like all well, that stuff, right? Yeah, I was telling uh, I was telling uh, Leah, my daughter, yesterday, you know, we were at a game and she was she saw the, they had this inflatable tunnel for the players to run through and she's like, <laughs> what is that? That looks cool. I want to go through there. I was like telling, telling her what we used to do in our high school. I was like, yeah, we were called the Braves. So we actually had a dude one of the dads come out on a horse dressed like an Indian and he would light a spear on fire, ride that mess out, you know, getting the crowd going crazy, getting yeah, us going crazy. 
and then throw that thing into the 50 and get people going nuts. So like that's kind of the stuff that you, you know, you miss as a player and it's 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 part of the game, but it isn't. And then yeah, I mean, even something as subtle as like the freshly cut grass, you know, and that smell and you know, I didn't like feeling moist, you know, when you're stretching on it and stuff like that. But yeah, no, you know, sure. all those all those things, man. Yeah, it's 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 cool to see the the people still involved with the game getting back to that part of it and kind of you know being excited for them. Yeah, and it's the connection, right? Because you know, just so you know this, and, and man, I was thinking about that. But pops, you know, it's gonna be ten years, you know, this, wow, this ten years, month huh? that that he's been home with the Lord. Wow. And we were just talking about that and looking yeah. at some old stuff and I'm like man just that impact right that like football brings as like a community right. a football family it, it really does right? yeah <laughs> yeah it really does so, in ways that I don't think you get a lot of other places although I will say uh that this year being unique for us as a family because my boy Uriah being part of the the high school band as an eighth grader um you know getting a different perspective from football being on that side of things you know our whole lives we've been as players coaches and trainers yeah. so you see it from one viewpoint and then now we're not really behind the scenes but certainly a different vantage point um and seeing a different sort of family camaraderie and the environment that we're still football is the purpose for it all coming together and then to see all that come together you know and get that full football experience like it's just it's a cool thing and then yeah thinking about your pops and how long he had been involved with that and man 10 yeah, years goes know, by right? really so fast yeah and, no kidding um, you know i'm sure a lot of people <laughs> can relate in that sort of way of how football brought a lot of people together that really forged these cool memories and relationships and mm -hmm. experiences and those yeah, sorts of no things doubt, and, no doubt. and here we are right now you know getting into the thick of it for the nfl and stuff like that college well underway and things like that so well, yeah, now that you mentioned college, so I was hanging out with uh, one of my cousins and uh -huh. he was watching a college football game. So he's a big Notre Dame guy, right? So they were playing okay. whoever they were playing. So we got talking and he pointed out, you know what seems to be the best position you can play? Long snapper. I started <laughs> bugging out. I was laughing, right? <laughs> Long so, snapper. So, yeah. you know, we hit the Lexus, you know, Google Go, right? Yeah. So right. now in our yeah. search... So in our search, we're like, okay, we found out that the average salary of an NFL long snapper is a little over a million dollars a year. A little over a, a million dollars, right? <laughs> so we, we, of course, bugged out at first, but yeah. then we're like, makes sense, right? You know, as our country is about making sports figures, not only idols, but highly paid people as well. Why not the long snapper getting, you know, 1.5, getting a rock a nice little tesla or something you know what i mean right well you i mean you rock more than, than a, i mean yeah you get the dope tesla whatever that that's one what is right and that's what's crazy is because i think when you when you put that in perspective like the long snapper like you forget that that guy's even on the roster like no one knows that guy if you yeah. know that guy's name it's probably not for a good yeah. reason right you but don't it's an important position too though you know very important yeah <laughs> so it's about value right so, I mean, if a long snapper is going to play just a few snaps, like, that's what it is. And like I said, if you know the long snapper's name, it's probably because he made a mistake. You know, you don't want to be that <laughs> famous guy. And so, I mean, in total, you, you think, what, maybe a minute's worth of, like, game time action, right? I mean, that stuff that's is, about right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they, but to your point, I mean, you got to factor in, like, practice time. And I think, too, you know, one of the things, like you said, it is an important position because when you're talking about the requirement of flow and rhythm that the long snapper, the holder, and the kicker need to have, like, as a cohesive unit, like, it's got to be like a symphony. You know what I'm saying? Because... 
That's the thing. Everyone's going to blame the kicker if the kick doesn't go right. Yep. But you forget where the, the play starts. And it could it, it might look like the kicker, but it could have started with the snap. So, you know, that stuff's got to be synced into perfection. So I think the position is it's kind of high stakes, you know, because when the kicker comes out with that, like, game-winning field goal attempt, like, it's got to be from start to finish perfection. So you're talking about a very specialized position so you know they make a million dollars i guess i guess you could justify that when you take into consideration all the money being spent on a 53-man roster right yeah and compared to you know other positions on an nfl roster you know they're not buying chains golf clubs (laughs) or watches for their teammates as gifts probably not yeah you don't hear about their signing bonuses yeah (laughs) right You, you don't really get that and it's funny, you know, we bring up this issue of value too, right? Right. Because right. one of the big stories this offseason, um, and you'll probably keep hearing about it, you know, throughout the season, is the ever-changing values of certain positions. Right. So, for example, a couple of quarterbacks got paid this summer. You know, our our, our yeah, boy man. LJ, you know, Mr. Lamar yeah. Jackson, you know, what's up, my, yeah. my dude, my guy uh, for the Ravens. <laughs> You know, yep. he set a new standard, right, with this contract as the highest paid quarterback at $260 million. And then yeah. a few months later, uh, the right. Chargers QB, uh, Justin Herbert, which right. personally, I, I like that dude. He's nice. Like, he's, he's nice, nice with him. Yeah, you know that dude can ball. Yeah. But this dude got $262.5 million. Right. So, you know, we could see, right? The value of a quarterback is obviously pretty ridiculous. Uh, And Justin Herbert's only uh, 25 years old right now. Yeah, it was crazy. That was what, like six weeks ago. And then like just a few days ago, um, you know, our boy Joe Burrow. And I'm saying that sarcastically because he's our rival. (laughs) You know, if you didn't know, we Ravens fans, we proud of it. So we're not excited about Joe Burrow, but he just got paid 275. You know what I'm saying? So, Man. I mean, this stuff is this stuff is bananas right now. So, I, I you know, the, the bigger issue, though, in spite of those numbers for quarterbacks, the bigger issue in terms of value, when you talk about that, I think was the whole issue with the running back market, right? And I think you're going to keep hearing about it as mm-hmm. the season goes on because you're going to yeah. start to see effects of that. And, you know, the commentators need their co- talking points and things. But, you know, you just had a game with the Chiefs and the Lions, and they are talking about, you know, what would how would the game have gone if Chris Jones wasn't holding out and he would have shown up and those sorts of things. So things you know the running back situation is going to be a dealer and, and and the issue this year is you got like straight ballers right. like dudes you know what i'm saying they yeah, either they got, got released right, right. They, they either got released or they didn't get their long-term extensions with their teams that they were hoping for and you're talking names like like josh jacobs for the raiders you know saquon barkley of the giants and you got this ongoing issue with Jonathan Taylor of the Colts that I'm sure is going to continue to be discussed as the Colts do what they're supposed to or not, right? Yeah, and, and you know, and none of these guys, again, got the long-term extensions they were hoping for. And, right. and these guys are dogs, right? Like, yeah. these guys are our guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and these guys led the league in their positions. You know, they're leaders on their teams, you know, in the mm-hmm. locker room, and right. are some of the biggest names in football at really any position. Yeah, and I mean, so, like, the issue here with value, it gets kind of crazy, right? Because, I mean, that's, you got names like that, and so I guess what happened over the summer is a bunch, if not all of the running backs, kind of got together to form their own little player, their mini players association, to try to raise some noise about the situation at their particular position. They felt like, you know, they were 
they were being singled out in a sense or whatever the case was. And, you know, whatever issue, you know, they know that at that position, they're taking a quality of punishment that makes the longevity of their position really difficult. Even with the, the amount of passing that takes place in the league these days, still mm -hmm, as a running mm -hmm. back, like you taking a beating, you know what I'm saying? Like, sure, you know, you sure. played, we've coached yep, that position. Right. It's, it's brutal still. And so the, the true value of that position in any functional offense that's mildly successful even, you know, they felt they should have been paid much more than what the current going rate is for a running back, right? So they were trying to get together to kind of almost lead like a strike mm -hmm, in a sense mm -hmm. to let people know like what the deal is. Yeah, and one, and one of the biggest gripes too uh, was that they wanted the security of a long-term right. extension, right? With guaranteed mm -hmm. money because of the abuse their bodies take. So they wanted that, is that insurance, so to speak, in case of sure. injury. Uh, but again, none of them got the deals they were hoping for. Right. So, I mean, what's the problem with all this then, right? Yeah. So, you know, we were talking about value, right? So I really want to let's keep this conversation kind of center, centered around that, right? So right. the value of people. I think that's Just where we're at, right? Yeah. 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 So so let's break down the flow of this real quick, right? So quarterbacks are obviously the most valued position in the league based mm. on the ridiculous money those guys are getting yeah. right now. Right, no like, Le and Lamar's got a ridiculous chain already, so I'm interested to see what he right. brings next. <laughs> right, yeah. with his chain is already life. like 32 right. pounds. You know what right. I'm saying? <laughs> so again, the the reason why they're called the most important position in football, uh, you know, quarterbacks, right? So yeah. running backs, though, right now are seen as like undervalued, right, based on their pay. If that makes sense. Sure. I mean, it was crazy about that. It's like, all right, so you got you got Saquon who got his deal and Josh Jacobs, his deal. They weren't what they wanted, but they did get deals and they both just signed one year, $10 million contracts. So I don't know, like, I mean, you want to pay me 10 mil for a year, like I'll feel very valued. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so and then Jonathan Taylor, of course, he's he was he started looking for a trade. He may still be, but he didn't he didn't get any bites. He was coming off an of injury and stuff like that. But you put that in in contrast to what you just said quarterbacks are valued at about 52 million per year right now so running backs are at about 10 mil per year by comparison but the issue with running backs is that they they got a lot of money but they didn't get multi-year contracts front loaded with guaranteed money to your point where they can have kind of that safety net that insurance based on the abuse they take and then like we started off kind of joking you got long snappers out there who are getting about, you know, a million dollars per year. Yeah, so so let's, you know, you break that down, which is great. So now let's put that in normal human terms now, right? So these football players... Well, you got to do that. Right? Yeah. So these football players approach the negotiating table looking for the market rate for their positions. So on sure. that basis, they use language like they need to get paid what they deserve. You know, so sure. it's common to hear these guys say uh, they need to get paid these sorts of contracts to take care of their families and such. Most of these guys aren't 30 years old. Right. So what family, so family are you talking wise, about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they might like, have kids like You're talking about like that, uncle, but... cousin, like, yeah. I mean, but, you know, most of these right. guys aren't married. They don't got kids and, and whatnot, right? Right. So, so when you first opened up, you mentioned that the average human male you know just generally speaking the united states makes about 60 grand per year 
So if we're talking about value, right, for, for, from a human standpoint, just as a, an able-bodied working male individual, mm -hmm. I mean, these numbers are insane, right? right? I mean, if, if, we're, if we're just looking at the numbers, what we're saying here is that the family and household of a 25-year-old football player is far more valuable than the average dude. I mean, far more value. You can't just put that in caps. Like, you got to increase the font size to your max font size. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? You got to put it bold, italicized, make yeah, some all fancy that. font to show the contrast. That's crazy. Well, yeah, because look, the average dude is only worth 6% of a long snapper. Based on that money, right? Right. So the average that's, dude that's is, crazy. is only worth, check this out, 0.6% of a running back. Like, you don't oh. even get a percent. And, right. and now if we go break it down further, the average dude is only, oh man, the average <laughs> dude is only worth about 0.1% of quarterbacks without a ring. <laughs> yes, because those three dudes you right. said, none of them yeah, got a ring. We're not talking about yeah. you know, oh, your, boy, your boy P. Mahomes, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, oh my goodness. So the question is, how did that happen? Right. So, so, <laughs> yeah. So, how did, the, how did we come? <laughs> uh, yeah, if you were looking for an ego boost from this one, fellas, we're yeah, sorry. I don't it. think yeah, this just, is cutting it. Just enjoy, I feel pretty small just right now. Just enjoy the beats in the back, you know, because they're always right. Banging, right. So, we having some fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so check this out, B. So, how did the value system get so messed up that our doctors, teachers, right. law enforcement, even military are far less valued based on this particular pay scale situation, right? Right, like and I think the, 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 <laughs> the thing we have to premise is like, you know, we're talking purely pay scale here, right? Yes. I mean, in yeah. terms of like right. actual influence and value, for sure. Hopefully, you guys understand that's not what we're saying. But if we're just looking at numbers here, again, what the numbers say is is it suggests that it's all about influence, right? How how we as people have actually been the ones to empower those people in certain ways, which tells us that we, we can't really blame the NFL nope. or the players. Yeah, yeah, it sounds crazy when they say like, oh, I got to get my money and what I'm owed and what I deserve, but it's like, well, hold on now. All they're asking for is what the going rate is based on the way we as consumers have spent our money to show what matters most to us. You know what I'm saying? Because where they get that money from to be able to afford to pay it. Now, here's some biblical insight to back that up. So in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21, here's what Jesus says. He says, and this should be pretty familiar if you've really ever been to church. <clears throat> he says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also so how does this connect well how does the nfl and nfl teams have the money to pay these insane salaries to so many people we gave it to them Right? We bought jerseys, we bought tickets, we buy subscriptions to watch games. Ooh. We just keep giving. And holy cow, man, I look to see what that mess costs now to, you know, for YouTube TV so I could watch a game. Dude, this stuff ain't cheap. We giving them a lot of money these days, and that's how they paying this stuff. Right, and again, we as people 
did exactly the opposite of what Jesus just <laughs> said in that particular yeah. scripture, right? <laughs> At least as Christian <laughs> At least people, right, right? as Christians, right? <laughs> so he said, oh, uh, you know, he said again, don't store treasures on earth. So the league is able to pay 32 long snappers about a million dollars per season. So it sounds right. like we put our treasure in unwise hands. And then look, the justification, right? They need to take care of their families as if we right. don't, right? Like as but if the, we the, don't. The context <laughs> you just put that in is like the long, and again, look, Mad love to long snappers. Yeah, I, we're not knocking. It, you know what I'm get, saying? Get yours. You know what I mean, mean? <laughs> our kicker, we got the greatest kicker in the NFL, Justin Tucker, props. But I bet he loves his long snapper. Like, he might be buying a bracelet yes, or a chain yes. or something for right, his long right. snapper. Yep. You know? Yeah, he better. <laughs> but the long snapper. But it's just funny when you put it in that sense. It's like nobody knows a long snapper's name unless maybe you related to him. And they're still pulling a mill. Mm -hmm. And when, again, unwise hands, it's like, wow, that's, that's a scary thought. So, well, I'll give you a scarier one. How about this one from Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 23 through 24? Here's what it says there. It says, thus says the Lord. We're talking about Yahweh, right? He says, let not the man, uh, the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might, nor let the rich man glory in his riches. But let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me that I am the Lord exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight, says the Lord. So you got all these kids chasing their money that they're entitled to based on their position and the current market rate of each position, right? So that's that's what it is, and that's what, it, that's what the NFL gets from us yeah, as right. we as consumers fund that whole effort. But again, where did the league get that money from if we're doing what the Bible says and valuing biblical and spiritual things as Christian men the way that the Lord said here in Jeremiah, right? Yeah, and we have to look at this, right? So, you know, are we glorying in the knowledge and understanding of the Lord, exercising loving, kindness, judgments, and righteousness if clearly our treasures right. are being stored here on earth? and going to places like the NFL. Right. And I think the NFL is like a microcosm of bigger issues, right? It's the easy yeah, one to point yeah, out yeah. to when it's football season. But here's one more. I got another one for you. So in, in, uh, in Philippians chapter 3, verses 7 through 8, it says, But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Whew, yeah, that yeah, big that, words from yeah, Paul there. Some, yeah, and you know, you look at a statement like this where again, a guy like Paul, <laughs> who had mm -hmm. crazy accolades, accomplishments, mad respect with his peers, and considered it like trash at the end of the day. So why? His eternal perspective. His eternal perspective, yep. right? Because Paul wasn't chasing mm -hmm. money here. Uh, he gave that up and, and invested his time, energy, and resources into eternal things centered on the gospel. And the testimony yep. of his life backed that up, right? So that's For what sure. he valued. And it was pretty yeah. clear to everyone who knew him. Right. I mean, history backs... I mean, when documented historical narrative mm -hmm. can back up your testimony like it did Paul's. 
that's pretty cool. So, I mean, it's, it's you put it in, in, like if Paul was around today, you know, it's pretty hard to imagine a guy like Paul spending a bunch of time and money on something silly like what the NFL puts out. You know what I'm saying? So then, <laughs> if all of <laughs> the <we> men, <laughs> if all of the men who said they were Christian uh, men, so I'm talking to my brothers, invested right. time, energy, and resources into eternally centered things, I wonder... And this is just uh -huh. a thought. I wonder if the NFL would be as profitable as they are. They might, right? They might still be around, but sure. maybe, just maybe, the value of players wouldn't be as skewed as we see uh, today. Right. You know, and then that's the thing. We're not here to say that we should all boycott football. Like, that's just, that's not reasonable. Like, if it's an idol to you, maybe something to consider. But I think. It, it is clear that that you can look at the NFL pay scale to see how we as people, as the consumers, we're the reason that these kids treat money and think of money the way that they do. And it's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like for a lot of them, that's their God. You know, we're the reason that they chase money like this and say things that can sometimes be pretty offensive, especially to poor folk, you know, and and I, I you know, I don't like to be in that category, but. I don't, I make far, 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 far less doing ministry full time trying to teach the Bible than that number you said the average male dude makes in the United States, like a yeah. fraction of that. <laughs> right. So when you hear them talk about money the way they do, like it stings a little bit. And then when, like you said, you put into context the scriptures, like, hey, we're supposed to take care of our families, the financial responsibility that comes with us as men in the home. And again, the labor output that's supposed to go into that, it's tough. But we're the ones that made this kind of attitude and resources accessible to them. So even as the church, we put a lot of time, energy, and resources into something as silly as a game to where some churches are even taking time out of their, their teaching service to like do football-related things. They're having, you know, fantasy football time, and some of them are showing games, you know, after certain... It's just like, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And so we can see... Clearly, where the hearts of the average American churchgoer is, and it's clearer where we see where we put our treasure, right? I think these NFL contracts are a pretty good example that we as the church, we, we are, are participating in this, put way too much value into the wrong things and just maybe need to take a step back and reevaluate our own value system, yes, even in the church. Yeah, and that's 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 facts right there, you know, major because I think of like now what we'll see over the next couple months, right? You know, when we go to church, mm -hmm. people on their phones sure. and as soon as the message right. is over, right? It's like, "Oh, hey, you know, Baltimore's up." <laughs> you know, right. Tennessee's Dude, up. I've seen it during <laughs> right. church. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, checking. And I've then, been, I've taught in pulpits and people say, yeah. oh, did you know this? I'm like, how do you know that? I, we just right. finished two minutes ago. And we're <laughs> not even going to get the conversation going because, you know, we're going to start wrapping up. But fantasy right. football, because that's really what people are checking out, right? How's my right. guys yeah, doing? They don't, they don't actually care about wins <laughs> and yeah. losses yeah, sometimes. Yeah, they could care crazy. less about the team. So, that's you know, sad. yeah, right. <laughs> So that's another episode. We'll, we'll do that later. But, right. you know, again, quarterbacks, running backs, you know, and long snappers, you know, they, they can't make the kind of money they make in far excess of the rest of most people if that money is spent right. more wisely in other places like the scriptures say. So if we want right. to complain about that stuff, we really only have ourselves to blame. So I have to ask, you know, what, what's the takeaway here? 
Well, I mean, it's, 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 you know, we're only three episodes in here, but I feel like this is going to be a common theme. We should probably just do what the Bible says, right? I mean, what, what do we value most and how do our lives actually prove it? Do, do we value the eternal and spiritual things of the Lord, the knowledge of who the Lord is, like the Bible says we should, you know, like, like Paul did and how his life testified to that, you know, do our lives prove it like his did? You know, if we've, if we've got some issues there, then it's, it's simple in, in concept. We, we need to repent, right? We need to make those corrections. Yeah, it, it might be hard, but according to the Bible, it's much harder to suffer the consequences of foolishness and idolatry. And I think that's the issue that it all boils down to here, right? I, I think, you know, how we see these kids get paid to play a game, you know, because of the insane amounts of money we put into their hands shows that there clearly is probably some misfocus here and idolatry is definitely a factor. And what does the Bible say about this? It says, flee from idolatry. So if we take a step back and examine how we value things, and maybe football is a good place to start mm -hmm. if you're really into mm -hmm. it, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you value that? Where do you spend your time, energy, and resources, which would include money? And are you contributing to this out-of-control machine, you know? And if you are, the Bible says what it says, and it's clear. This should be a no-brainer. Amen. So make sure that you don't miss out on any episodes of Slingshots and Sword podcast by subscribing and sharing it with at least one other person. Uh, our brand new website, PastorBside.com, is now live and offers exclusive content that we're creating to help give you more tips, tricks, tools, hacks, whatever you want to call it, to, to put the things <laughs> we're talking about here, right, into actual practice. So again, we're right. trying Repentance to... Repentance is right, hard. Yeah, yeah. We need help, right? So, yeah. you know, we, we're trying to load you up with good and godly stuff to win as many battles as possible if you're a husband, a dad, a son, or just a dude trying to figure some stuff out, man. <laughs> right, you know, and, and we were still going to try to load you up with them beats too, because... You know, just like today, sometimes we talk about some some depressing <laughs> stuff. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> right, those numbers, man. You know, yeah, man, that's rough. So, but hey, we all need something to clear our head with. Give us something uplifting, you know, to to play in the background or whatever we got going on, just to keep stuff moving, right? Yeah, for sure. So again, the the new website that's where you can find all that stuff. Check it out now if you can, uh, pastorbside.com. And again, if you're digging on this new direction and want to support our ministry efforts, and you're interested in providing financial support. Support, you can do so through the website in the support section. Any contribution amount would be greatly appreciated. So again, we want to thank you all for listening and can't wait until we link up again. So until the next episode, grace and peace. Peace out. Slingshots and swords.